NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Waylon Wong. And I'm Paddy Hirsch. The Federal Reserve Open Market Committee met today and increased interest rates by a quarter percent. No one was particularly surprised by this. Inflation fell to 3% in June, which is good, but it's still not good enough for the Fed to put all its tools back in the box and head home for dinner. That's because, as all loyal indicator listeners know, the Fed's target inflation rate is 2%. 2% is that Goldilocks number that the Fed has decided means the U.S. economy is running not too hot and not too cold. Just right. Yes, it means that the value of the work that we do and the products that we make is rising over time. But the price of stuff isn't going up so fast that it causes real pain in the pocketbook of the American consumer. But after a gut-wrenching run-up in inflation over the last couple of years, things are easing off. Today, Jerome Powell said that staff at the Fed are no longer forecasting a recession. And you know, Patty, inflation is down to 3%. We're almost there. We're nearly there. Nearly. Nearly. But getting us all the way there, all the way down to that hallowed 2% is not easy to do. Economists call this the last mile of monetary policy. And as any marathon runner can tell you, the last mile is often the hardest stretch of the race. So on today's show, we'll take a look at the last mile of inflation and find out why it can be so hard to run. That's coming up after the break. This advertisement comes from our paid sponsor, Fundrise. High interest rates mean that real estate assets are available at a discount compared to previous valuations. The Fundrise flagship fund plans to expand its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. Add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio at fundrise.com indicator. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund before investing. Read the prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This message comes from NPR sponsor Arctic Wolf. Their researchers have released the Arctic Wolf Lab's 2024 threat report. Why will 2024 be a volatile year for cybersecurity? Learn more and get your copy now at arcticwolf.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Bluehost. Try Bluehost Cloud, the hosting plan made for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, fast load times, and 24-7 support, your sites can handle high traffic spikes. Visit Bluehost.com. Hey, Waylon. Hey, Patty. So I have a summertime joke for you. Ready? Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) How is the American economy right now like a barbecue grill? Oh, I don't know. Why don't you tell me? Because unless you watch them carefully, they're both in danger of overheating. (laughs) Did you make up that joke just now? I spent a long time on that joke. And if you don't (laughs) get the humor in it, then perhaps you'll appreciate its utility. It's the gateway to an analogy about the Federal Open Market Committee. All right. Now I'm interested. Yeah, I thought so. See, I recently went shopping for a grill, and being something of a novice in this area, I learned that one of the most important features of a grill is the air valve. That's the wee thingamajig that controls the amount of air that's let in over the coals as they burn. you with me? The more air there is flowing over the coals, the hotter they're going to get. When there's less airflow, the coals don't burn so hot. Okay, so I don't grill, but I think I understand where you're going with this. So the air is like cash in the economy. The more cash flowing around the system, the hotter the economy runs. Yes! 
but reduce the amount of cash and the heat starts to come out of the economy. I knew you'd understand. I knew it. <laughs> and the FOMC is kind of like me standing at my grill under the blazing sun in my big wide hat, controlling the airflow with my little valve. In the Fed's case, that valve is the base interest rate. Loosen the valve, open things up, let interest rates fall and cash flows in. Hot economy. Tighten the valve up, push rates up and cash dries up. Cooler economy. All the signs are now that we are running a bit hot. And so what this is going to require is the Fed raising interest rates to slow the economy. This is Mark Gertler. He's a professor of economics at New York University. Like most economists, he predicted the FOMC's decision to keep tightening the valve and raising rates. A year ago, that wasn't a particularly contentious call. Yeah, inflation was running at about 9%. It was all hands on deck and crank that valve closed, stat! But today with inflation at 3%, it's a little more complicated for the Fed. It's on a continuum. Like they have the most leeway when it's 6% to tighten like crazy. And as it goes down, it gets more controversial to tighten. And I know they're going to want to get back to the 2% target. But when they're around, and hopefully they'll get there, when they're, say, between 25 and 3 it gets politically very tricky uh, to motivate further tightening. An inflation rate of 3% doesn't seem like that much. And we're all hearing about a soft landing in the economy now. So why not stop here? But 3% is a full 50% higher than 2%. Over time, that adds up. It will have an impact on consumers and on the economy. The Fed wants to get that inflation number down. It feels the need to get it down. But getting that rate down that last little bit is not easy. That's because it's right about when we hit that last mile, Mark says, that we find the inflation rate has gotten baked into the economy. The run-up in inflation, a lot of the run-up was due to um, energy prices, uh, prices of other good food prices, prices of computer chips, prices of items where... Um, uh, markets or prices are flexible. Now, Mark says, we're at a point where the inflation we've seen in the last year or so has filtered into wages, which are a lot less flexible. Wages aren't uh, set on competitive markets. Uh, typically, workers sign contracts or they enter agreements where wage wages or wage growth is fixed for a year. And that's what makes it hard to get down because then wages are fixed for a year, that's going to feed into costs and that's going to feed back into wages and that's where the stickiness comes. The other thing that could make inflation stick at 3% is inflation expectations. That is what economists and other market watchers and consequently the rest of us predict is going to happen in a year or so. If long-term expectations go up, that's going to feed into prices, wages and so on. Uh, one thing that's been very fortunate is so far, at least, expectations have stayed anchored. The, the forecasts of 10-year inflation have remarkably stayed in the 2 to 2.5% range. And that's good in a way, right? It means people trust the Fed to get the rate down. Except it also means the Fed has to get the rate down. Yeah. In a way, it's not helpful to have all of that love for the Fed right now. Well, not everyone loves the Fed, of course. Uh, of course, yes. But what it could really use is a flashing red light somewhere to give it the political juice that it needs to do its thing. Because its thing, that raising interest rate thing, is not necessarily popular. There's a lot of momentum and inertia in inflation. And um, 
getting it down often requires weakening the economy. The problem is it's going to mean an increase in unemployment, and so it means that some workers may lose their jobs. Nobody wants that. Not even the Fed wants that. Not really. Which is one reason why it's operating that interest rate valve so delicately right now, reducing the amount of air flowing over the coals of the economy in tiny quarter-point increments. I'm so glad you love that analogy, Waylon. (laughs) Another reason? Because it's hard to know exactly how the economy is responding or will respond in the future. We know historically that monetary policy operates with a lag. It's typically between uh, half a year to a year and a half uh, to see the effects of monetary policy. And a good deal of the tightening has been relatively recent. And so that's not going to play out for a while. A lot of people say that this lag is one good reason why the Fed should have held off tweaking rates higher this time and taken a pause instead. Because we don't know what all the rate increases might do over the long term. Isn't it better to chill for a little and see how things play out? Mark says that's a really hard call for the 12 members of the FOMC. They're in this world where they have to balance things. If they tighten too much, they could create an increase in unemployment. If they don't tighten enough, inflation is going to persist. And that, you know, this is, this is where they're earning their salaries. It, it is not easy to figure out what to do. Yeah, the Fed could go the other way too, right? They could probably get interest rates down to 2% quite quickly by jacking rates a lot higher. But the fallout from higher rates could hammer the economy and drive the U.S. into a deep recession. So maybe it's better to go slowly and maybe just walk that last mile home. This episode was produced by Corey Bridges with engineering by Neil Rauch. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Viet Laser senior producer, Kiki Kennan edits the show, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. With Capella's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.